Okay, listeners, hello. This is our uh, in-betweener episode of We View Yasha, where we talk about other tales and uh, what we've been watching. Last week and the week before, Lindsay <laughs> recommended uh, an anime called Psychopaths. Relentlessly so, recommended. <laughs> it was getting rather annoying, so I decided to finally <laughs> check it out. She would just not shut up about it. Um, so I managed finally this week to fit it in in between all of my rewatching of Star Trek The Next Generation and Star Trek Voyager uh, and uh, Inuyasha. Finally uh, fitting it in. So I watched the first episode of Psychopaths, which was called Crime Coefficient. Uh, Lindsay, you want to talk about the show a little bit and uh, your love of it? Um, it takes place in the future, where crime is virtually non-existent because there is a system, the civil system, that scans everyone's crime coefficient, and if your numbers are too high, um, you are taken to therapy. <laughs> yep. Um, yes. So, uh... I was still kind of unclear on it in the first episode, but they live on a giant grid, right? I'm guessing that uh, scans everybody constantly. They mentioned drones at one point um, that I'm also guessing are scanning people. Probably. I'm pretty, like, big brothers everywhere. Yeah. And uh, for listeners who've never watched it, it's sort of like Minority Report meets uh, Person of Interest, that show, which also has a supercomputer that scans everybody's uh, potential for committing a crime, as well as a little ghost in the shell. Uh, a bunch of cops, public security, uh, protecting people from what is essentially futuristic crime with uh, cool technology. <laughs> with dominators. Dominators, yeah. And uh, what, what are they called? Latents? Latent criminals? Uh, yeah, um, enforcers. Enforcers, okay. Yeah, and they're running around with guns that are also like the Judge Dredd guns that um, speak to you and only you can hear the voice. You point your gun at somebody and it automatically... It makes all the decisions. Yes. So humans aren't even needed in this future. <laughs> just hold the gun and point. <laughs> that was my question about the drones, because they can scan people and just shoot them from far away, but maybe there's a reason they need a human decision to kind of act as mediator. If um, the computer, while it sounds like it's very sophisticated in its ability to predict people's uh, crime coefficient, uh, they don't trust it quite yet to uh, meet out the decisions. Uh, but I... I a lot of impressions that I'm just getting from the first episode. I'm sure I'll learn more about it in future episodes. Uh, yeah. So we follow Rookie Inspector Sunamori. Did not write her name down. I forgot to. I cannot remember her first name right now. It's, I'm totally blank. I want to say Suna, Sunamori is her last name. Ah. Yep. Um, it's her first day on the job. And I'll say, uh, characterization-wise, going from Inuyasha to this, uh, she's a little tough to take. She was supposedly the top graduate in her class. She's very nervous on her first day and seems to more or less be the audience surrogate to a fault where she doesn't know what the hell is going on and is frightened of everything. So maybe she's a little more nuanced later. And... And the concept's a little strange to me. I have a lot of uh, more 
logical questions, but I think the crux of the show is more or less uh, exploring the limits of law enforcement and rehabilitation, which I like. I, I think that'll fascinate me the most, that all this technology um, kind of gets in a way of our compassion for our fellow man and um, our desire to help them rather than hurt them. Although now you're looking like, oh no, the show's going to be super violent and everyone's going to die. <laughs> there are some extremely difficult scenes to watch. More so, I feel, in the second season, but there is one in the first season that I, just it makes me cringe thinking about it. Uh, well, a man did get shot with a, a body-exploding bullet in this episode. <laughs> oh, no, <not> <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah, you like, um, you like pretty anime, and it would you consider this? Yes. Um... Because the characters are pretty. Yeah, I was surprised that you thought that. Uh, maybe just because uh, the character designs, I'm not really... I, I don't like this style, whatever. Oh, so did you check out the Kogami? <laughs> Kogami? Kogami. I think it's Kogami. Oh, you're talking about one of the characters? Yes. Oh, we were going to... Uh, the Enforcer. We're going to play a little game later. Uh, <laughs> maybe we might as well play it now called Which Boy Does Lindsay Like? Oh, I love this game. <laughs> and we're going to uh, put a theme song right here. And we're back. Um, I didn't write down all their names, so I'm sorry. I'm going to okay. I'm gonna list them. So there's Ginoza. There's Shinya. There is Tomomi. There's Blonde Boy. I missed his name. <laughs> and there is Mystery Albino in the opening. <laughs> Silver hair? White hair? All right. So, the easy guess for which boy you like would probably be the mystery albino. But I'm going to go I'm going to go a little uh, little against type here. I'm going to say you like Genoza, which if you remember him, he's the glasses partner man. Now you say ding or eh. Ah, uh, oh, which one? Uh Shinya. He's, uh, his last name, I think, was Kagami. Kagami. Oh, oh that's going to be confusing. bother me. Kogami. Kogami. Yeah, that'll Shinya be, Kogami. That'll be easy and hard to remember for me. <laughs> I'll butcher it, I'm sure. Okay, well, that um, was... Because <laughs> he's a little dark and he's a little... Uh, he's, he's a latent criminal. He, yep. But they use him like a hound, they say, to hunt the other criminals. Uh, just a, criminals no. think like criminals. Exactly. Um, is their theory. That's Well, that's what cybercrime's all about now. Uh, they hire uh, hackers that they previously put away um, for cybercrime to fight their fellow man. It's not a bad, uh, it's not a bad uh, business model. Just to recap real quick uh, the episode, it's her first day on the job. There's a hostage situation going on from a guy who looked at his crime coefficient and freaked the hell out. Or he knew they were coming after him and then saw his crime. Are you able to just look at it at any time as you're walking down the street? Just look at your own? I think so. I think they have like monitors, like having trouble remembering exactly. But I think the more like stressed out you become, it raises your coefficient. So people can get stressed out about their crime coefficient being too high. And thus, become like a, a target for therapy. Seems like a major flaw in the system. Uh, 
but at least they're uh, acknowledging it in the very first episode. <laughs> but uh, hostage situation, they seem to uh, close in on him very slowly while the blonde boy cracks jokes. Blonde boy with the barrettes, right? He has little barrettes in his hair. I didn't notice. I don't notice okay. people's hair. I also really like him. Yeah, he seems like a the comic relief, the pervert character, which I'm sure I can relate to. Or the um, or the blonde kid is in Final Fantasy 15. But uh, he has a shot. He takes it, the paralyzer shot, because uh, again, it's like the Judge Dread gun, mm. um, and it doesn't work because he's on stimulants. And then that raises his crime coefficient to, oh, better just murder him then. And at that point, he's beyond therapy, right? Yes, uh, lethal enforcement, I think, is what they call it. And And then the Dominator changes. (laughs) I do like the transforming gun element. That's pretty great. Uh, Yeah, they should just get a giant gun to hover above the city that can shoot (laughs) multiple points and kill people at any time. But uh, anyway, <laughs> they chase him down. They have him at gunpoint, and is it the old guy? This uh, is it, Tomomi. Uh, shoots him and explodes him into a body mess. Oh no, they give him their guns, right? That's right. Um, he asks for their weapons, and he can't fire it because it's uh, DNA locked or fingerprint locked or whatever. Right. And, uh, and enforcers can only use their guns with the permission of an inspector yeah. or a wrangler. The boy you like ends up killing him. That's probably why you like him. Go Kagami! <laughs> He's all business. <laughs> and uh, that's, uh, we got a little tease of it earlier, but uh, the hostages crime coefficient also goes up. So, and of course, you know, violence breeds violence, as we all know. And, uh, she runs off because uh, our main character uh, holds the enforcers at bay. And uh, they chase her down. She ends up shooting uh, Shinya instead of uh, Shinya shooting the girl who has a lighter and is going to set the whole place ablaze because she's frightened. And they reveal that, too, that you're able to kill your own uh, latent criminals or uh, whatever uh, if you are displeased with their job, (laughs) which is a great motivator to continue doing a great job. Well, being latent criminals, if you pointed a dominator at them, they would be a target for... Yeah. Uh, but you, as a cop, are you also committing crimes, quote-unquote, and being in stressful situations where your crime coefficient goes up? Oh, we're going to tackle that later, I see. <laughs> Great. There, There is a chance, you know, hanging out with criminals, you might start thinking like a criminal, which... Yeah, yeah it's true. That maybe uh, more than one... Of those uh, enforcers used to be inspectors. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, uh, you know, Starfleet churns out insane former captains all the time who conquer a planet and make it look either like ancient Greece <laughs> or uh, ancient Rome or, in one episode, uh, Nazi Germany. As a, as post-credit not post-credit scene. Uh, the closing credits of Star Trek have uh, still images of like future episodes or episodes they're not done editing yet. And there's one with Spock and Kirk in SS uniforms with giant swastikas on their head. And you're like, what? <laughs> what episode is that? <laughs> I, by the way, did like in this show, I don't know if it's going to continue, but the opening and closing credits are over scenes that are happening. Uh, that's kind of mm-hmm. cool. 
maybe a first episode thing. I believe so. Because yeah. they have some pretty rockin' theme songs. Okay. And because Dura Ra Ra, whenever they finished a season, they would have a closing credits thing that was also a scene of like, hey, here's what's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I think it was like a first episode kind of thing, because then you, you do have a regular opening and closing themes. Gotcha. <laughs> Which are really good, I think. Yeah. But uh, poor Shinya gets shot, and then they send the girl off to rehab because they calm her down. I don't know if this is a standard practice. They don't treat it like that, that she's being kind of unorthodox in uh, this method. Seems like another big system flaw, but fine. I'm sure we'll explore all the different... Uh, maybe there's a whole reason they put this system in place in the first place. But I would recommend to you um, the movie Dread, if you haven't seen it. The one with uh, Carl Urban? Yes. Yes. Seen it. Love it. That is an amazing film. Yes. That everybody should see. But, uh, anyway, I will definitely continue watching the show. We'll have more to talk about later. Uh, there's only 26 episodes. Yeah, like I think each season's like 12. And then a movie. Or 13. At the end. Yes. And then a final movie. So definitely uh, fit it into all the Star Trek I've been watching. I just finished the one where Tom Paris was falsely accused of murder. That episode is called Ex Post Facto. Okay, but that ends our Betweener episode of Yu Yasha and Other Tales. And we'll watch more Psychopaths. Yay! Bye, everybody!